Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Well, it is my favorite time of the week, getting to be with you guys here on Girl Next Door. How are you all? I hope you've had a really wonderful week. Uh, Before we get cracking into today's episode, can I ask you guys a big favor? Um, If you could rate and share and review my podcast that would be amazing, um, especially if you could do a written review. That that really helps people to keep finding um, Girl Next Door. So that would be fab. Um, I love helping people, and I think I've got quite a big – well, not think. I know I've got quite a big young adult audience, uh, and I really love being able to help young people – Think through all the stuff that's happening in today's culture, um, which is kind of where I want to go today. Today, I want to um, continue on with something I started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I think it was episode 176, where I I started talking about what young adults want from church. So it's kind of a little bit down that line, although it's a little bit different. Um, But it's kind of along those veins because uh, I did quite a bit of research and asked you guys what it was that you wanted, what it was that you're looking for. And so there was just so much that you guys talked about and I wanted to continue that. So today is actually called You Lost Me. Um, And I want to talk about why young adults are either moving churches or leaving churches altogether. So a few weeks ago, like I said, I explored um, a bunch of your responses on Instagram. But today is based on not just that, but um, years of my experience, my observation and research into what young adults are looking for in a church. So I want you to go back and and listen to that one for sure. But, you know, Cameron and I've got decades now of experience, not only as um, as pastors, but as national directors of Youth Alive. But I also want to draw today on uh, my experience with um, building the Youth Alive Academy. Cameron and I started that about seven years ago with five students. We didn't even know what it was. Cameron and Doug, who works with us, was like, we're going to start a Bible college or a leadership academy. Renee, can you run it? I'm like, what is it? They're like, I don't know, you shape it. And um, it's really amazing kind of what's happened with the academy. It's rapidly grown with this exact age, age group. We know our niche, our niche is young people and young adults. And um, the only way to explain it in old fashioned terms is it is a Bible college, but I never call it that. Um, It's really a very innovative leadership academy. And now we've got locations all over Australia and we've trained hundreds of young people. So I want to draw on that. And then, of course, the research that I do, Um, as well as um, I've been part a part of things like Bar- the Barna panel. Now, Barna is a global research company. I love their stuff. They do very comprehensive research all around the world on this very topic of young people and what's happening with their faith. Um, and I was on that panel a couple years ago because they invited me on knowing that we've been successful with engaging with young people. All right. So 
I have got, there, there is not one particular reason why young people either move churches or leave churches altogether. So we're going to explore a few of the major ones based on all of that I've just told you. Uh, I probably will only get through two of them today because I really want to dive in deep. Okay, so the first one, the first reason that young adults either move church or leave church altogether is that they're looking for real community. Now, go back to episode 176 for a breakdown of this, because I explained how this was the number one thing that young people are looking for. But the problem is they will be able to tell you in two seconds flat if your community is authentic or not. So they don't want to feel like a tick box on a sheet. They know when a a follow-up call is not genuine. And some of the stories that I've heard and the things that I've seen literally make my hair stand up on end. And it's no wonder that young people are leaving and searching for something that's more genuine and more real, which is really sad because the place they should be finding it is definitely in church community. So one church that I know, for, for example, let me give you some examples of some of the stuff that, um, that I see or that young people tell me, but one church I know the part, and actually more than one church I know, the pastor has bought followers on Instagram. Okay, guys, this is just dumb. This is not a good idea. Um, because young people see that and they just think that's like quite hilarious. Uh, another church I know, you have to be invited to sit on the front row. And then if you make it to the front row, you're actually trained in how you have to behave. And I see this quite a few places I go. You can clearly tell the front row has been trained and I kind of get it. Like they want to create a good atmosphere. So I get that. But, um, you know, you've got to be enthusiastic. You've got to clap in the right places. You've got to stand up and agree with the preacher when they make a really good point. So if you get there on the front row, it's like you've made it. Now, this kind of stuff works for a little while because young people like to feel like they belong and they also love the hype. They are, you know, they're, they're vulnerable also, and they want to, they want to make it to the top of these hierarchical style of, of churches. And there's a certain peer pressure that drives everybody to want this until they don't, until they realize that this is actually dysfunctional and it's not kind of real life and it's not genuine. And they do realize that eventually they realize in the end, I had this guy recently was chatting to me, um, that he comes from an environment like this. And he said to me, he's like, Renee on my honeymoon on the Sunday, my mind was not like with my new wife and, and, you know, on at the holiday, my mind was not on a holiday, but my mind was actually on my church service. And in every, if, if everything was running smoothly without me, and he actually found himself texting someone at church to check. And then he realized, what am I doing? You know, I'm thinking more about how my church is going while I'm on my honeymoon. And he realized this is out of balance. And that's kind of one of the things that probably started him thinking about, am I in the kind of uh, community that I want to be in? 
So I asked on my Instagram uh, the other week, because everyone kept talking about this authentic and real community, well, guys, what do you mean by that? Like you explain to me then, you you tell me what this real community looks like. And again, the responses were all really similar. Uh, they all had a similar thread and a similar theme, which I could nut down to three things of what you guys, what young people, young adults say that real community means to them. So the three things are this, number one, they community real authentic friendships. They happen outside of the four walls of church. Number two, they always happen in uh, small groups, smaller groups. They kept talking about that, small groups, small groups. Number three, they it happens when doing activities that look like family. So over and over, I was seeing things like you know having dinner together or hanging in homes and just doing general life together. So what we need to do is ask ourselves, how uh, how much are we doing those three things you know how much can i li- can i list what happens outside of a sunday of my church who really catches up outside of so if you completely took away sunday like just canceled it what how much do the people in your church community actually hang out together um and then when they do what does it actually look like? Like, is it forced? Is it us having to create more meetings? Because what we have to do is to provide young people with opportunities outside of a meeting and encourage them to start creating these small friendship inner circles themselves. We have to stop meeting them out. One of the things I said to Cameron when we started our church, I said to him, I'm sick because the last kind of couple of years, we weren't on a church staff as such. We were running Youth Alive. And um, I loved that we didn't have to be at meetings all the time because we've always been involved in, you know, bigger churches. And when Cameron really felt to start a church, one thing I said to him was, I dread the thought of having to be at flipping meetings all the time. And and I, young adults feel the same. It's like they don't want to be sitting in meetings all the time. They want they want real, genuine meetings, definitely, but they don't want it to become this giant system of meeting, 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 meetings. They want to be out of the four walls doing real life together. So I could say a lot more on real community, but we can explore that at a later date. Um, But let me just finish on that note about real community, we all have a responsibility to create this. We can't just rely on the leaders or the pastors of a church to create this. Each one of us have to take responsibility and do our part. How are we um, participating in this? Are we moving towards other people? Are we inviting people out? So we've got to take responsibility. But if young people and young adults find genuine community and lifelong friends, they are much more likely to stay. Because I I look at my life and I've always done, um, I've never not gone to church. But a huge part of that, other than obviously my relationship with God, is that I find community there. That's, you know, that's where I met my husband. That's where my lifelong friends came, came from. So 
So that's one reason. All right. Number two on you lost me, why are young adults either moving churches or leaving altogether? This one is big. I'm going to spend a time parked on probably the rest of the time parked on this one. And that is number two, because we are not having relevant conversations. Okay, just let that sink in. We are not having relevant conversations. I am not talking about doing a trending series at church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the one-on-one conversations, the just the general conversations that are happening. And this is a huge reason, according to young people, that we are losing young people. So um, all the time, young people all around Australia, either through my podcast or in our Youth Alive space, Youth Alive Academy space, they are telling me the same thing. They're like, Renee, you are one of the only people that we can have these real conversations with, or you're one of the only people game enough. It's funny that they consider that you have to be game to have these conversations in church world. Even that is wrong. You shouldn't have to be game. I shouldn't have to be brave and courageous to have conversations about topics that are actually affecting young people. So this tells me that they must feel that these topics are not discussed in most places. So what happens is we as leaders can tend to just talk about the things that we want to talk about. But what we need to do is find the narrative and inject ourselves into the middle of the narrative of the things that matter to them. So do you know what, for example, a lot of leaders have done wrong in this COVID season that we've just had, especially with the mandates? They pretended that it wasn't happening, not COVID itself, that everyone was banging on about, but the mandates and they just really didn't talk about it. They pretended it wasn't happening. They just wanted everything to return to normal so they could just go on with their lives. And I cannot tell you how many young people are disillusioned because of that. Now, I might get myself in a little bit of trouble every now and again with my honesty, but do you know what? You know, Everett Cameron travels more than me at the moment, and um, everywhere that he goes, people quietly come up to him and tell him, I love listening to your wife. I love her courage. She is not afraid to talk about anything. He gets that all the time. He constantly comes back. He almost rolls his eyes and goes, oh my gosh, I've become the husband of the girl next door (laughs) podcaster. Now I might make mistakes sometimes. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I don't always get everything right, but people come to this space because at least the conversation is happening. And I love finding out what the narrative is and injecting myself into it. That's why I talk about things like Harry Styles wore a dress or little Nas X being pregnant on the front of a on, on the front of a magazine. That's why I get people like Isaiah to come along. That's why I talk about uh, you know, what do boys want to know about dating? What do girls want to know about dating? It's injecting myself into the things that matter to them. So I think of our youth pastor of um one of our youth pastors at public, very out of the box and has very different views to me. But she always will say to me, you know what, Renee, I love that you will still have the conversation with me. Um, At the academy, this is something that really has kind of 
shaped the academy and it's what's made us quite different. So, for example, when the Black Lives Matters and the posting of the black tile was creating chaos, we created space and time to talk about it. Because where else will our young people find the space to safely talk about the real things that they are encountering every day? Now, even in that conversation, our room was divided on who posted and who didn't post. And they were so upset about what was happening and um, and we got to process it together. And there are so many topics that we talk about in the academy space where the room will be divided, but they're never unkind to one another because I'm teaching them also how to have these conversations and how to have a difference of opinion with someone without canceling them and writing them off and not listening to them. Have you guys ever noticed that Jesus never told people what to think? He asked questions all the time and he never answered them. And he asked questions to start conversation, to help people process so that they would think for themselves. In fact, he asks over 300 questions and he only answers three of them. So don't ignore the things that matter to our young people. And like I said, I am not talking about doing a trending series on a Sunday because I know people will listen to this and go, oh, quick, we better pick a really cool topic and you know do that on Sunday. That's not what I'm talking about. These conversations are outside of Sundays. And they're being, um, you know, our young people are being raised to be compassionate and inclusive like no other generation before them. And at face value, a lot of scripture and a lot of what we believe seems to be the opposite of that. And they need somewhere to wrestle and to process this. They need to be able to work out how God's truth applies to these um, these topics and these ideas that they're facing every day. So how do they work out how God's truth applies to same-sex marriage and to gender identity and to abortion and to climate change and to men uh, to us being told that men can have babies and and to putting our pronouns in Instagram, all of those things. So 35% of young people have said that they think the church is too confident that they know all the answers. That's a huge amount. That is that is at least one third. This is according to Barna Research, which is very comprehensive, probably research I trust more than, more than anything. But 35%, over one third of young people think that the church is too confident that they have all the answers. And of course, if they think that they've got the answers, they're not going to be open to conversations. It's going to be one way. And I agree with them. Do you know how often in the Youth Alive Academy, I tell my students, I don't know. We don't have the conversation so that I can land it on some mind-blowing truth. Now, sometimes we do. And of course, I always um, we we research Bible and we and we unpack Scripture, but often our time together it looks like debating and discussion. You know, too many Bible college lecturers lecture at young people, and this is something I have to constantly remind all of my academy directors because they've got a propensity to do that because it's all they've seen and it's all they've known. That's what you do at Bible college. You tell them how it is. You you talk at them, and I have to constantly remind them we 
are talking with them. That's why they're coming along, um, you know, flocking along to the Youth Alive Academy. They see that. And when I see them planning too many lectures, I challenge them and I say to them, find out where our young people are at. What do they know? What do they think? How does this stack up with the Bible? So every Thursday morning for over an hour, this is what we do. We dedicate after chapel and, you know, we have our our, um, time, personal time with God together. Then we unpack something, a controversial. I always pick a topic as controversial as I can. And do you know where I always start? I pull out the whiteboard and my my textures, my non-permanent whiteboard markers, And we brainstorm whatever it is, the topic that we're doing, we brainstorm everything that they know. Because if I can see what they know and what they think and how they feel, then I know how to move them towards towards scripture. We research together, we debate, and we listen to one another. And I ask questions and we search scripture. And so we do it together. So 29% of young people feel that Christianity is also out of step with science, which is so interesting because in my opinion, from all the topics that I talk about, Christianity backs up science. But when we have a third of our young people feeling like it is out of step with science, that can only be because we're not having those conversations and we're not teaching them. So we need to start talking about those things, invite those conversations and don't be afraid of them and don't be afraid of not having the answers. I don't have the answers on a regular basis. And at first I used to feel the pressure of that, but now I'm like, that's okay, guys, let's work this out together. So I had some very narrow-minded people come at me recently for the 10 minutes that I talked about Listerine at the beginning of the year. And I'm like, you have got to be joking me. Out of everything that you could come at me for, it was my 10 minutes on Listerine and they just kept banging on. I don't even know what the issue was, to be honest. I'm like, what's your problem about Listerine? But do you know what was so hilarious about this? Firstly, upon a basic Google search, they found out that what I was saying was actually correct. I'm like, Uh, guys, before you start bollocking me, why don't you just go and do a a Google search? And I'm not talking some weird, you know, search engine, just, just go and look at your general Google. And they realized, oh heck, Renee's actually right. But then secondly, I was like banging my head against a wall. I'm like, you guys are completely missing the point. That podcast was not about Listerine. It was never about Listerine. I don't give two hoots about Listerine. I don't even use Listerine. What it was about was using Listerine and the plastic bag ban and polar bears and all the other stuff I talked about in that series to teach people how to think. I wasn't telling them what to think. I was trying to get them to learn how to think. So the very thing that that small group of narrow-minded people actually needed to do themselves, they themselves didn't possess enough critical thinking to see that I was teaching critical thinking. That kind of actually just made me laugh. And and the other thing too is I'm okay with being like wrong. If I say something that's wrong, it's like that not, and not everyone's going to agree with everything I say, and that's okay too, but at least we're having the conversations. So is it any wonder that I've got young people all the time in my DMs? Can I catch up with you? Can I have coffee with you? 
um, constantly young couples. Can can we catch up with you and Cameron? Can we chat with you? And you know, they just want someone to chew the fat with. They want someone that they can process life with. They um, they want to be in a place where they feel safe to not always get it right, but they still have the space to try. They want to be in a space with people who listen more than they talk. You know, our young adults have unprecedented access to ideas. They have unprecedented access to other worldviews and they consume popular culture all day long. And instead of finding that threatening and battening down the hatches and worried that, oh no, they're going to, you know, they might lose their way and not follow our worldview. Don't be afraid of that. I say this to parents all the time with their kids. Don't be afraid of it. Charge at it head on. They actually want their faith in Jesus to connect to the world that they live in. And um, I guess when I think about where did I learn to do this, I learned to do this with my own kids around the table, around the dinner table. We put our kids in a state primary school on purpose. And then in high school, they went to a private but not a Christian high school. And they were faced with everything there. And we did that on purpose because we didn't want them to be sheltered. We didn't want them to be in this Christian bubble where they couldn't relate to the rest of the world. And it was the, it's just literally been the best training for us now to relate to young people in general. We love young people. Young people respond really, really well to us. And I think it's just, it's no wonder because we got to have so many years of it, um, you know, sitting with our kids and talking over everything. And between the three of them, so much happened while they were at school. They had, and I kid you not, they had Muslim teachers, they had a lesbian teacher, they had Mormon teachers, and they had Jehovah's Witness teachers. So you can imagine how many conversations that we had between all of that. They have seen uh, a young girl, a young Muslim girl who used to wear the hijab to school every day. They've watched her wrestle during the same-sex marriage debate, knowing what her religion believed about it. And we got to talk about that. They saw a young year 12 girl get pregnant. They saw a girl struggle with her sexuality and, you know, wanted to wear the boy's uniform. They saw a girl who changed her gender and her pronoun and her name. They saw and were a part of, which is just absolutely breaks my heart, one of the boys that was from their school who who moved and after a few weeks of moving to his new school, he actually took his own life. And I remember driving my kids to that funeral. And I remember, oh, brings tears to my eyes to this day. I remember sitting outside and waiting for them. And I adored the principal. We all adored our principal, the old principal from our school. And I watched him going in there and I watched him embrace all of those kids, all of those high school kids, my kids included. And I knew that Liam had that boy's rugby jersey in his wardrobe because he gave it to him. And I remember him pulling it out and we talked about what do we do with it and why did this happen and how does his family feel? And I just think about, makes me tear up, but I think about the conversations that we had and that we still have to this day with our own kids. 
And my kids have not walked away from their faith. They, they love God. And, you know, that's for another conversation. Um, but I do think that a part of it was they were able to wrestle with the difficult parts of life in a safe space. And that is exactly what we need to be doing in our church communities with our young adults. So I will end this one there. Um, so those two takeaways about um, you lost me and a way not to lose them is to create that real sense of real community and spaces where they can have real, true, lifelong, deep friendships. And the second one being that they are so hungry to have spaces where they can wrestle with the real questions of their lives and of their culture and of their current, you know, day and age and how that fits in with their faith. So they are the two takeaways from today. Um, we'll see whether we go on with this next week or not. Um, but I most likely will, because like I said, I still want to discuss those couple of other things that, um, I put out on my Instagram. One of them actually being what young people want in their pastor and what they don't want. That's really fascinating as well. Anyway, guys, thank you so much again for listening. Don't forget, rate, share, review, subscribe, whatever it is. If you could do that, I appreciate that so much. It helps people find um, find this podcast. And I'm just so passionate about creating a space where young people can listen to real world stuff that's happening from a biblical perspective. And uh, it actually really funny. Yesterday, someone said to me um, that they've got a friend who forces their year 12 daughter to listen to my podcast on the way to school every week. Luckily, the girl really loves it. So shout out to you and kudos to that mum. That is smart. So this and that's the thing. Why are mums coming here? Because they want their young person to be able to come to a space where all of these things that they're facing and their worldview can be talked about and in a place where it's safe and um, and I guess it's just real conversation and it's become a trusted space. So yeah, there you go. So well done. Anyway, love you guys. Have a great week. I'll see you on Friday for Parenthood Friday and then again next week. Bye.